Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look and feel human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. I ever tell you how glad I am I married you? <laughs> yeah, Actually, yes, I think you have. <laughs> oh, well then I'll save it for a special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> and the president of the 12 Colonies, the podcast, and always our hearts, Andrea. That's me. I don't think they tell you enough, Caleb. I also have a sneeze stuck in my nose, and I just want to let everyone know. Um, and then that way I won't need to edit it out because everybody will be waiting to see when it happens. <laughs> oh, it's right there. It's Chekhov's sneeze. <laughs> I loved that. That was very good. I think, I think Chekhov is from Star Trek, though, and this is a Battlestar Galactica podcast, so if we could... <laughs> Focus Disney. on the right science fiction uh, franchise. Uh, That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that laugh. That's hey, so Star Galactica. This episode. Oh boy, howdy. Um, this is yeah. yeah. I'm in no hurry to talk about it. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, we're we're, we're kind of stalling here. Um, I think uh, people who have listened been listening to the podcast for a while may remember when we did uh, the black market episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think I said that that was my second to least favorite episode of Battlestar Galactica ever. Mm. And we have now reached my least favorite episode of Battlestar Galactica ever. I I mean, maybe I'm just remembering what the vibe of that episode was like. I feel like I remember you actually legit saying that was your least favorite. Maybe it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible that I said it was my least favorite. Because it was um, the one you'd most recently watched. Yes. <laughs> and I it's forgot my least this one existed right at the now. time. Uh-huh. That makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, this, this I, honestly, depending on my mood, the, this one and that one would, would be contenders for my least favorite episode. Uh, this nothing is... happens in this episode. And the so. only things that do happen are perplexing. So. Yeah. The only things that do happen have already happened. Oh, and they'll happen Cause, again. Because it's a flashback episode. Because it's a bottle episode. Ah. It really is. Taking all that into account. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> you, do y'all remember Clerks the Animated Series? Mm-hmm. 
I remember it existing. I don't think I ever watched it. So they did my favorite bottle episode of all bottle episodes because it was the second episode of the series. <laughs> and all of, yeah, the very second episode, they get locked in the freezer. And remember that time when... Oh, and it's really all flashbacks good. to the first episode or just <laughs> or just like ridiculous shit that didn't happen. Um, or maybe it did. I don't know. But it wasn't in the show because it was only one episode before. But I thought that was a brilliant move to that do, a, do really a, a, a flashback episode for episode two. Do uh, do clip shows count as bottle episodes? If that's the case, then like 30 percent of the Golden Girls are bottle. episodes. Yeah. So if it happens where they're <laughs> looking through a photo album or something like okay. where everything that happens in the current time of the show happens in, on the same set. Uh, yeah. I guess not the same set because there are sitcoms, and, but like in the same moment and scene, you know? Um, it's usually them episode. sitting around the, the table eating cheesecake. Exactly. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. All yep. right. Yep. So, uh, Kitsy, I guess that brings me back to my, my question I was, I was going to voice earlier. Do you specifically not like bottle episodes like as a concept or is it just like these episodes you don't think were, were like conducive to the story? Well, I think I just proved by um, derailing our podcast to talk about another show that did a bottle episode that I liked, that I do enjoy bottle episodes in some contexts. Fair um, enough. But thank you for the question, Caleb. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> there, can be, there can be exceptions. That's why there, I asked. Still. There certainly can. Um, I don't know that I would consider um, the other episode in question a bottle episode as much as I would this one. Um, but th- it, it really, the reason I don't like this episode has nothing to do with the fact that it's a bottle episode and everything to do with the fact that um, for one, it seems like every time I've watched this episode, I've somehow ended up with the extended cut. So it goes on even longer than it already should. Oh no. Um, Yeah. yeah. I can't wait (laughs) to find out what garbage we were exposed to that you didn't have to deal with Caleb because it (laughs) is, I can't believe how bad this episode is. I, I'm I'm watching now, uh, like basically since season three picked up, I'm watching on my, uh, purchased library uh, from when I bought the show, so I don't know anymore if I'm still getting uh, like you know the the peacock cuts, right? Uh, so to peacock. speak. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll find out, I guess. So, but to answer your question, Caleb, the reason I don't like this episode so much is because it's boring. <laughs> there's there's nothing that drives the plot forward in this. Uh, in this episode, we get a lot of um, we we get a lot of like exposition about why people have grudges against each other. The the most notable one, of course, being Starbuck and Lee. And I feel like they could have handled that in a like two second flashback of another episode without having to do this whole like boxing match in the uh, hangar deck of Galactica. Like it, it's just. It, this is a boring episode, and if I didn't have to record a podcast about it, I would have skipped it. Um, Interesting. In fact, in fact, we I I often watch the episodes twice. Um, usually, like once immediately after we record because I want to watch the next episode, and then again before we record the episode, so I have a fresh in my mind. I could not do it today. I I already watched it once. I was like, I cannot do it again. Hmm. Yeah, I had it on while I was doing other stuff. Um, I have more of a comment back here okay. than a question. This, first time, long time. Well, first time, long time. <laughs> this episode is bad. 
It's just like it's not, <laughs> not just that it's, it's not a boring. question. But I said a more of a comment than a question. Thank you. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I thought I mm. thought you said question. There was no. a little uptick at the end though. Like this episode is bad. Is bad? <laughs> no, it's it's bad. It's not because it's not even just that it's boring, and it's not even just that it's that. And I guess it's technically not a bottle episode because I think there needs to be some old uh, anyway just haters don't add us but um it's not just that it's like lazy storytelling to delete tweet do this whole thing this way i'm growing i'm learning i'm I'm thinking about what i've done um and none of it none of it makes sense it just doesn't there's not also does starbuck actually suck and i'm only realizing it in this episode i've always known lee does to some extent but do i not actually love starbuck I mean, mm-hmm. Starbuck and Lee are both <sighs> very like complicated and flawed and conflicted and uh, indecisive individuals. Uh, Lee carries more of the entitlement, and Kara carries more of the um, emotionally unavailable. Uh, so you you could make a case that they're both terrible, or they're both like. Uh, not would for you, different reasons. Were you gonna say flighty? No, but I love it because <laughs> their pilots get <laughs> it. They're they're both flighty. Yes, I think I have always thought of Starbuck as the latter, as just being a complicated person with a lot of like her own trauma that gets in the way of her being able to be emotionally available, and mm-hmm. that's still the case. But like sometimes she's just such an asshole like, <laughs> the only reason she's down in the ring when she goes down to the dance is i guess we should talk about what actually happens in this episode but is mm-hmm. to go to lee into fighting which she's not actually trying to go to him into fighting it's, it's another it's another f word um <laughs> and his wife is right there which i have so much to say about d i have so his much wife. so much to say thank you <laughs> about d um and like not that I'm not blaming her. I need to be very clear that I'm not saying that she is the cause of Lee being terrible to his wife or any of that. Because, But I've just known from the beginning that Lee's character is... I have problems with Lee's character in a way I haven't had with Starbuck. And so I want to shine a light on that this episode. That's all. Okay. Um, yeah, so you'll remember back uh, in one of the, the new Caprica sequence uh, episodes where... Um, I'm trying to remember if it was like, if I'm totally drawing a blank, if it was like just before the silence jumped in and the fleet leapt away, or if it was during the rescue planning. Uh, but there was that whole like tension between Lee and Starbuck where they didn't want to talk to each other. Yo, yeah. That she was looking for medicine for Anders. Yes. Yes. Okay. There it is. Thank you. Uh, so when she was looking for the medicine for Anders and she had to deal with Lee, uh, and there was this like sudden, like extreme tension between them, uh, that like, we knew that there had been some complication between them, but like, this was seemingly like out of the blue and super intense. As I, I said at the time, like there, there has to be something that they're not showing us that happened specifically between the two of them. It, it, was very clear that there was something that we weren't being shown at the time. Uh, now, obviously, you can make the case um, that, like, I I knew what was happening 
And so I was, you I can was make obviously the case right. That Caleb but lied like, to me. But I like genuinely at the time, like I knew that there was something that happened between them, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, because it's uh, stupid. And I will also block it out for the rest of my life. I, I love this episode of this podcast <laughs> because I did not hate this episode. See, that's why I want to know what cut. Are they different cuts? Did you get all of the bad stuff? Well, well, let me ask this. If they cut out all the bad stuff, was your episode seven or eight minutes long? No. Yeah, because that's really all this episode needed to be. <laughs> Can I ask? I'm not, I don't want to spend the whole time because now that I know that you don't also hate it, I'm, I'm interested. Can Kitsy, I'm going to ask you to do what's also going to be difficult for me. And I would like to hear what Caleb likes about the episode. And I promise I'm not going to interrupt to disagree, even though I'm going to want to. genuinely uh i would like to like it more than i do maybe i'm missing so yeah i i I don't think that this stands as like the best episode of the of the series uh by any means and there are things that i don't like about it like specific things but on the whole i do like it and there are individual elements that i think work really well um i like this idea like we know that there's been a shit ton of tension, uh, mm-hmm. both leading up to and like during the the occupation and in the the fallout afterwards, the rescue and all of like the the bitterness between the the crew members and whatnot. Like, like we know that that's just been there festering, and it would have been really easy for the show to say like, oh, you know, like Starbucks back in the cockpit, uh, Ty's kind of doing his thing and. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Everyone's waving at you, Mom. Get her on the mic. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it would be easy enough to say, like, everything's just back to normal now, and you know, we're fine. Everything's fine. Um, but I like that they acknowledge that those tensions are still just, they're still festering. They haven't gone away. They haven't gotten better. I'm with you there. I like that they acknowledge that that, that stuff is, is still there. It's, it's right there under the surface, and people need to work some shit out. And I don't know if setting up a boxing ring on the deck <laughs> is actually an old military tradition in any branch. I would not be surprised in the least. It feels uh, like it could be. It very much feels like it could be. And the way that Adama presents it as like you know a fully sanctioned thing, and he's like, you know, let's... People are going to have grudges. They're gonna. The tension's going to boil over, and it's going to ha- cause fights. Let's get it out in the open, and let's let everyone participate. And like, when we're done here, we're done. The shit's over. You leave it behind. And like, rank doesn't fucking matter. If you have a problem with someone, like your superior officer, now's the time. Starbuck, I'm looking at you. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So there's I, there's the symbolic thing too. Of like, you take your your tags off. Mm-hmm. Because when you get in the ring, the rank doesn't matter. And so, like, I don't know. I thought, I thought that symbolism was kind of cool of, like, taking the tags off. And um, the whole, like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas vibe of the uh, whole situation. I enjoy that Ty is the ref. I love that. I love it very much. Yes. The only way it could have been better is if it were, like, uh, a team-based sporting event. And they could have, ma- like, started to make jokes about the ref being blind. And then they'd be like, ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he's got uh, one eye. Because he's so got good. one eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one eye tie. Uh, uh, Caleb, you're right. Tie. I do like the framework for this episode. There is mm-hmm. a good episode in here somewhere. I just, 
am so bummed out by some of the choices they made. Like, yeah, but but I do. I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, I also I like that they give us additional backstory for things that happened on New Caprica, mm-hmm. uh, and like show us the choices people make. Uh, in whether or not to to go to the the planet or to stay mm-hmm. aboard Galactica uh, and how they got there and uh, you know uh, how that in the long run like we know how Adama feels about his crew and about the the fleet in general and whatnot and like we get a chance to see how those decisions affect him you know we know that uh, Tyrrell and Callie uh, go to New Caprica and they have their baby on the planet what we didn't know up until this point was that Adama originally in, insisted that they stay on Galactica. Like, he wanted to keep his crew together as much as possible, uh, and he was extremely worried about, you know, a couple of people making transfer requests and the floodgates opening and them ending up with uh, less than half the, the number of people needed to uh, run a, a Battlestar. Turns out that's what happened. Uh, he, was, he was exactly right. Uh, and... You know, he he put up a, a fight about that, and like you know, he's like, you know, it'd be great to have the the first baby born on on Galactica, and she was like, yeah, we don't want that, and he was like, well, that's, yeah, I mean, of course you're staying, yeah, fuck out of here, chief, um, and of course it is it's Rosalind and some real good space weed uh, <laughs> that convinces him otherwise, and. You know what? I don't like even if I even if I did hate the rest of the episode, I don't see how you can possibly hate Space Mom and Space Dad smoking space weed and Okay, that part was cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about how Space Dad needs to lighten up. I, if, <laughs> it, yeah. If the whole episode was that scene, I would love it. There there are a few moments like there's this is just a little thing that caught my eye my heart more than my eye I think um uh both times is that when Rosalind meets him and he's playing with his feet in the alluvial deposits or whatever and he says he's like oh it's a nice color on you she like preens a little bit and like pulls mm-hmm. the sweater and she just looks so pleased by that compliment mm-hmm. but she also the way she says thank you is kind of like yeah I know it's such uh-huh. a good like Rosalind doesn't need anybody to validate her but if but it still is good coming from Adama because she loves him, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's just such a good little moment between the two of them. And he says it so matter-of-factly, like, he's not even, he's not, like, trying to, like, sweet-talk her. He's just like, it's just it's a good color on you. And she's like, mm. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Like, like he says it as if he was saying, like, that sweater is red. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fact. And he wanted to state it, so he did. And we get a chance to see, like, the early days of Gata being in the government and being, like, idealistic and excited and talking about, like, infrastructure and, like... Uh, all the, the the opportunity that they have on this planet, and then he sees like the finance minister, and he's like, "Oh, I should really go." And that moment, when <laughs> it's like, "Oh my gosh, I thought he'd never leave." <laughs> and Adama just takes a big old hit. <laughs> you say this shit grows around here. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I I felt that moment so much. Both that like, "Oh my god, I thought he'd never leave," and also like, "This is good shit." Is there more of this? Is there more? <laughs> Do you think you could tell we're high? He couldn't tell. He couldn't tell. <laughs> he couldn't tell, right? It's just a regular cigarette. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I, I, these, those small moments are, like, 
in, in the midst, midst of all like the action that happens in this show, those small moments can easily go unappreciated. Um, I do. I, I also do really like to, to an extent, this is where it starts to break down for me. I like the way that they did the storytelling in pieces of flashbacks mm-hmm. and not necessarily like all in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that because it With forces you. you to like, you start to put the story together, you start to put the pieces together and your brain is, is following along and maybe making assumptions and maybe you're right, maybe you're not, and you don't know to the end. Where I think that that technique breaks down is that they did a bit too much repetition of the same sequences mm-hmm. uh, when like some of it was really great because you'd see the same thing happen, but then they'd turn the camera and you'd see one other person's reaction to the events or like things like that. Some of it works. Some of it was, I think a bit too much. And I, I think that that's where I can uh, understand the, like nothing happens. This was boring. And like, it didn't need to happen. Like I, I can get that. I don't agree. But I understand at that point. Yeah, I think you're, I'm with you on the, like I said, the framework, the mechanics, the way that the story is being told you're, you're, is interesting and probably for 2004 or five or whatever at this point, pretty unique at the time. Like we were right starting that like resurgence of actual good television with shows like Battlestar Galactica and the show that everybody agrees is the best show that has ever been created heroes. lost we'll keep moving heroes. what did you just say heroes also <laughs> heroes um if we ignore the last just the last season is that where i dropped off yeah, the one yeah, before yeah, pretty i don't much. remember but um so let's, uh, is the but all, all of that to say what is actually happening in those scenes in that framework i find de- like i f- detest like so 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 much um and that that is totally understandable um uh, I think it's for the story that they've set up. I think it was a story that needed to be told, um, but oh, that I does think, not bode well for where the show is going. I think that Oof. had they made different decisions earlier on with the way they set up the tension between Lee and Kara, and with the uh, the way that Kara reacts to to Anders after New Caprica rather than before, like all these things, um, I think that. This this story that we're hating on had to be told to <laughs> like I've, to flesh that out. It, like, I it vacation to in hating on on a. Uh, I'm realizing now that this show, if I'm not mistaken, hating on. Uh, you know, um, this show managed to miss the writer strike. Season wow. three, I think. I think season three ended before it and season four started after. <gasps> Those fuckers. It was, it was 2007, 2008, like November to February. And season three ended March of 2007. And uh, season four didn't pick up until April of 2008. So that's, you know that's why. <laughs> didn't escape the fucking writer's strike. Anyone else. My, my poor show lost. That's a podcast. I think uh, we were uh, the writer strike. Uh, yeah. Oh. Right. That is, oh. A, that is a good. Damn. Okay. Uh, we were also uh, among some friends. We were talking about um, Jericho. Caleb's good. yesterday oh. or earlier today. I think, uh, and specifically, we were talking about Lenny James. But um, 
Uh, I think that Jericho also suffered from the writer's strike because it was out at the same time as Heroes. I can see that Kitsy is already bored with this tangent. Is that the show that got <laughs> that was going to get canceled and then the all of the fans went crazy sending letters and something about peanuts? Did they send peanuts or? Oh no, there was a uh, maybe. There's... I might be crossing the street because it was here. like nuts to you was the the the, the reference. <laughs> what? Uh, the the old uh, the the old man phrase nuts to you. I think that might have been. I don't remember. You know what? It doesn't matter because that's not the subject of. Can of we? This pod. I just I love the idea of this episode being about every show except for Battlestar Galactica. I mean, I'm I fine mean, with that. I would. You know. You know what I would rather do than talk about this episode of Battlestar Galactica? I'd rather talk, talk about, about season mustache. two of Firefly. Oh, rude. Rude. <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> Why would you do that? So I figure, like, hey, maybe stop. we could each write an episode of season two of Firefly and then reconvene and talk about them, pitch That's them all to each other. Yeah, I love that. I want to. I want to spend more time talking about Adama's mustache. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? You every time That's, I think you lost me, uh, Caleb. Uh, I have. I have all the time in the world for yeah. uh, Adama mustache. Because again, we get these flashback scenes to like the early days on New Caprica, and you have this incredibly rare scene of the the admiral. He's like, it's clearly they've been there long enough for the mustache to grow. Uh, his hair's gotten a little shaggy, and he's sitting down. His uniform jacket's unbuttoned. He's smoking the good space weed, and he's got the mustache, and he looks relaxed. And like that's something that never fucking yeah. happens, and I love it. Even when he's building his ship in a bottle, it is like a very uh, focused endeavor. But here he's just kind of hanging out a little bit. Have we seen the ship in a bottle recently? We have not. Nope. He was pissed about something in a recent episode. I'm like, oh, my God, this yep. is it. And yep. no. I, <laughs> I, I think I, I don't remember the exact scene, but I know what you're talking about because I remember also being like, oh, this is it's coming back. Oh, shit. <gasps> We have multiple Drew's contacts, so we're going to go ahead and jump to a uh, safer location, take a quick break here from our sponsors. When we come back, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, this <laughs> Run the ads. Hey, y'all. President of the podcast, Andrea here. And I want to tell you about a couple of Night Shift Radio shows that we think you're really going to love. First up is a little podcast called Left of the Dial, featuring a couple of familiar voices. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy. Huh? Talk about a different record they love. They also have really incredible guests on all the time. Uh, for example, a recent episode features Max Collins from Eve 6, King of Twitter, and a special surprise co-host. It's me. I'm the surprise co-host. Focusing on new and independent music, Left of the Dial is a great way to find your new favorite band. And I'd also like to recommend the Superpod Cast. You looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod Cast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. Classic of modern cinema, certified stinker, it doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. You start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. Doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. And of course, you can find these and all of our other great shows at nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's like radio. Report. 
We shall do ayahuasca one time and record it. Nope. Yes. Nope. I'm afraid that uh, that would break my brain for real and nope, I would nope, not nope, come nope, back, nope. but I, I like it in theory. I'd do it. Nope. I just... Nope, I've nope, nope. listened to so many podcasts from other people who've done it who've been like, um, oh, I thought my body... I felt my body shutting down for 50 years. Like, I lived through the experience of my organs slowly shutting down for what was 50 years. Like, I can't. I can't. I would never come back from that. So, like... All of that sounds terrifying chance. to me. <laughs> I will take the chance. Caleb, no! <laughs> Kitsy, get your friend. <laughs> he's your friend now. <laughs> it's my turn to watch him. You gave him the idea. Now he's your friend. Oh, fine. You're right. I just want to do space weed with Adama. I know. Uh, oh, <laughs> king that, that, of segues? That's not a segue. <laughs> king of return, Caleb, yeah. back to Adama. That was very good. Bringing it right back. So, this is going to be a nightmare to edit. I, yes, it crew, is. I'm so sorry already. I, I've encouraged this as well. Anyway. The crew is throwing their dog tags into the into the, the, the box, whatever. They're, they're getting their grudges out one, uh, one matchup at a time. Uh, Lee and Hilo finally have it out. And for a moment, I was like, why the hell are these? Oh, right. Because Lee was really shitty to Hilo. <laughs> uh, I... Lilo. And the whole like Lilo. Lilo. Hilo and Stitch. Huh. Uh, that would be that'd be cute. I'd watch that. An, yeah, I an like animated, that. An animated uh I forget the actor's name off the top of my head. I, I have IMDB pulled up. I can find it. No, it's it's name. it's who framed Roger Rabbit style and it's Hilo's live action and Stitch is animated. Oh my god, <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. Oh uh, Tamil Pennicut. That's uh, it. that's a good name. <laughs> but what? like a little, uh, a little animated version of him would be adorable. Yeah, his big meathead. <laughs> well, little animated himbo. Um, but anyway, like he, he and uh, he and Lee have it out, and you know it. It seems like they're they're pretty evenly matched, and at one point it seems like uh, Lee's going to win, and then he's not, and then he is, but he's too distracted because Starbucks shows up, and so Hilo uh, beats the shit out of him, and you know Cottle calls it. Which I, I love that Coddle's in this. Like mm-hmm. he's enjoying the fights as much as anyone, but he's also like, ah, let's not kill each other today. Let's, you know. He's yeah, like, listen, I'm the one that has to fix all uh-huh. of you assholes, so don't break anything too bad. <laughs> yeah, um, we get a, uh, um, we get a, a scene of uh, one of the deckhands coming in, and the the chief being like, oh, did you fix that bird? He's like, ah, oh, no, like some uh, the the coupler is, is deregulating and. It's giving me all sorts of headache. I don't know what the fuck he says. I don't care. No, I think that was uh, it. <laughs> that was he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And the chief's like, all right, yeah. And the, uh, the admiral's like, chief, we got a bird down. He's like, oh, we'll get it tomorrow. We'll give him some R&R. And the admiral is not happy with how casually <laughs> he was responded to in that, which I will give him, like, you know the admiral says to do something you maybe you, you fucking maybe do you it? stop watching the fight and you go do it mm-hmm. but also like i don't read the room yeah yeah There's, like you did you did kind of throw a party for everyone and then you can't get pissed when someone comes to the party yeah like you you were you're as on board as everybody else until yeah, you, yeah. like because because like how mean is that it's like everyone can come but you you have to go do your job but everyone mm-hmm. else gets to come I've actually lived that, and it's shitty. Yeah. Um, uh, like it, it, the 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 one like everybody is having a party, and I am like stuck working, or like I finally get to come up to the party, and people start immediately asking me work things. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know what? 
chill, Admiral. Yeah, I'm I'm with everybody else on that one. Um, <clears throat> so we, we we talked about it. we we have all these these flashbacks uh, that are you know the events that are happening early early uh, as the the city on New Caprica is being built, uh, and I think. I think it's about time we actually addressed the story that's told here. Uh, so we, we do get to see the, the early days of them putting up the, the tents, but also the basic infrastructure for like the marketplace and they're planning on building buildings. And you know, we get the sense that if the humans were left to their own devices and the Cylons never showed up, they, they would have built a city. It would have been hard. They would have struggled, but they would have built it on rock and roll. Um, <laughs> yeah. You. Don't you remember? I'm fucking done. I hate that song. That is the worst song ever written. Yeah, it's, it's bad. That is objectively fucking. not true, and I never understand the hate for it. That melody is fucking insane. I, I um, Caleb? I don't love that that song. I can't do a music <laughs> podcast with you anymore. It's not the worst song ever written by far. Yes, it is, it not. is objectively yes. not. Yes, it is. Love Shack is exists. There are um, a lot of songs. Whoa, there are a lot of songs bad. that are. Love Shack is a fucking national treasure. It's bad. It's pretty bad. Thank you. Rock Lobster, however, very good. (laughs) So. Excellent point. Thank you. How can... I I don't know how it can be. It's just fact. I was in the middle of building a narrative, and Kitsy had to go and make a blatant falsehood. Uh, And, of course, we had to stop and correct that. Uh, But we can move on now. I will... Uh, fight you on this one next time we do our music podcast there's nothing to fight about you're wrong oh, uh, so. ooh, ooh. i'm not even involved in this because i'm like totally lukewarm on that song in either direction but you're wrong like as as a reason for why somebody is wrong makes my blood pressure rise so, like i'm like i can feel all of my all of my everything tightening up right now oh ooh. You're, Caleb, you're, getting the, you're getting the villain edit in every podcast from now on. <laughs> I want you to know I, that, that. That shouldn't be that difficult. I don't filter myself. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it, it's pretty much the edit you get anyway. <laughs> if I don't come across as the villain, then someone's not done their job. You know what's funny is that when I only knew you as Kitsy's co-host on Left of the Dial and we didn't actually know each other, sometimes I would text Kitsy and I'd be like, you're so mean to Caleb all the time. Like, doesn't deserve that. But I feel like... Kitsy, like, there's the turnabout is on this podcast. I feel like it kind of, mm-hmm. Kitsy, like, yeah. Kitsy gets their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still make your life a living hell, Caleb. I'm not pretending like you've got it easy over here in, in Setcon land, but. I'm not um, saying that Caleb has counted out how many weeks of this podcast we have left until it's over, but I he did do that. He mm-hmm. did. It's true. He, he definitely did. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it takes planning to build a city on a brand new planet, and that's what this administration does. You know, they, they really lay the, the groundwork, and, you know, the, the president, newly elected President Baltar, he breaks ground on our new tomorrow, and, you know, everybody's, everybody's celebrating, even the people who, like, you know, the, nobody, still, nobody likes Baltar. Let's be real. Nobody really respects him, but, like, they like this idea of a new tomorrow, and the people are bought in. And so they're they're having a big old party. And well, they like that there's an open bar at least. <laughs> they yeah. like that there's booze. Yeah, there's booze and there's dancing and, and there's outside. Yeah, remember outside. Outside, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Um, 
so yeah, the the kind of the, our, several of our key players are, are at this party. Uh, we know that uh, Adama and Rosalind are off smoking space weed and <laughs> to- touring the grounds of a uh, potential cabin on the lake. Uh, and we know that uh, Kara and uh, and Anders are there. They're still like they're still pretty good. Anders hasn't gotten sick yet. Kara hasn't been abducted yet. Things are still all right. Lee's there with his wife, and they're talking about getting their their transfer over to the, the Pegasus. Everyone's everyone's making plans. But Ooh, quick correction: not Lee's wife yet. Oh, not even fiance. Were they not married yet? No, when did because... they get married? Oh, I'm guessing this might be one of the scenes you didn't get. Uh, towards the end, <gasps> that's uh, why. Towards the end, Lee and uh, and D are in a raptor heading back up to the the fleet. And he proposes to her. You didn't see in, that? In the raptor. No, and no. she's like, you're still in love with Starbuck. And one day she's going to come walking back into your life. And it's going to be shitty. But whatever. I'll marry you anyway. Like, it's it's a whole fucking thing. She flat out says, I don't remember if she says the words, I know you don't love me. But she says, like, I know you love Starbuck. She yeah. asks him where this came from. Like, he's like, whatever he says. It's not like a romantic whatever. They're just sitting there. And he's like, oh. What yeah. the fuck? Let's let's get married. And uh she yeah, it's such it's such a bummer. And because he you says did get the, you, you did get the part with um where like Lee wakes up in the morning and Starbucks gone and he goes to find her and, the, and he finds out that he, she just married Anders. That's I mean, I was getting there. Yeah, thanks for ruining okay. it. Yeah. Well we can cut that. I just wanted to make sure you got that part. <laughs> yeah, um, because this yeah, happens so then Lee, directly after that. But then Lee turns right around and is like, hey D, let's get married. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. what brought that on? And he's like, well, like literally, he's like, Starbuck just got married. It's like this fucking guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. and she got married. So go ahead. You tell us what happened and then we can fill in the <laughs> Yeah. So no, that, sorry. That's actually a really interesting context. And like leaving that out of any cut is a choice. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. we we very much see the lead up to that in this flashback sequence, and we see the consequences, the the like the the final bell, so to speak. Uh, I don't know if that's actually a saying. I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I speak right now the words so, that I just said. So, so me speak. So say, so say me all. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So at this party, Kara uh, literally drinks Anders under the table. He can't <laughs> he can't hold his liquor, and she's just throwing him back. And Lee's also drunk, and he's been giving her the eye all night, and they dance and. Uh, D takes off. She she goes to sleep, and and Kara's like, "Where's where's your girl? <sighs> like, oh, let's not talk about her." Uh, and they they wander off, uh, very similar to Rosalind and Adama. They wander off and and tour imaginary homes, uh, and, and uh, they get they get freaky, and they have a really fucking awkward sequence where oh Lee does the whole like, "I've got to scream to the." to the heavens and like, i don't care who hears through. me yeah it was that was painful to watch i think is, we also got an extended cut of that sequence where you get to see them do it like several times and it's <laughs> it's terrible then do it or do the, <laughs> yeah. the, the screaming the screaming oh say so, because the like That's, the other interpretation of that phrase is actually the cut that i want hey <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, lead. I actually, I feel like I remember that sequence being longer. So it's it's really confusing seeing these different versions. Yeah, um, I know the first time you and I watched it together, we watched the extended cut. Yeah, and I know that he's drunk, and it's supposed like this. 
is just very not... It doesn't feel like Lee, even a drunk Lee. It's... Leah Drunka? Leah Drunka. Uh, it's so embarrassing to watch. I, uh, I just hate it. It is. Like, I crawled inside of myself exactly. when that happened. It's, it's, and here's, here's the other thing I don't get. How far did they go away from everyone else that no one heard them screaming I, this I at the top D of their lungs? I think did. I think D did because oh. that scene, Caleb, that you didn't get to oh. see, she says... Like, and I know it's obvious to everybody that, that Lee and Starbuck have, like, weird tension, whatever. But she says something about, like, you are in love with Starbuck. I forget exactly what, but it felt to me very much like she did hear him because he was screaming at the top of his lungs. That's definitely possible. Um, as I was watching it, he's like, my name is Lee Adama. And I'm just waiting for someone in the background to be like, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, the idea that like no one heard them like on this like incredibly still quiet planet mm-hmm. where there's only like, you know, a few thousand people to begin with. Nobody's even uh, invented trees yet. Yeah. Um, but at the or same buses. time, um, <laughs> or buses. no one's, no one's reinvented buses. <laughs> um, at the same time, like. D already knows. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. It has been obvious to her for a while. Like she, she sees that tension. So uh, you could make the argument either way, and either mm-hmm. way would be right. I think you're right. Uh, like she either heard him or she didn't, but either way, she still mm-hmm. fucking knew. Well, yeah. and he doesn't really deny it in that scene. She tells him, you're still, and she says, but I'm going to marry you anyway, Leodama. She's like, I want to make the most of however many days we have here. And it's like, bye. Marrying that chuckle fuck who you know doesn't and like y'all know how I feel about Billy. So it's not that but like she is capable of turning down a bad proposal. We've seen mm-hmm. her do it. Like mm-hmm. it's not I, I just don't understand what is going on with her. She wow. did it for Lee too. She got proposed to very shittily twice yeah. on this show yeah. already. That's so bad. She deserves better. Yeah. Do you deserve better? She yeah. really um, does. They've, but they've, man, have they fucked her character up for me? It's yeah. So, um, I do actually remember that sequence. The, the more you, you uh, describe mm-hmm. the, the dialogue, I, I, yeah, I definitely did see that with you, Kitsy. Um, but yeah, so they have this whole sequence where like they 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 scream their love for each other, and it's cringy <laughs> and it's weird, and it's it's kind of cute, but really it's not. And no. like Kara's all giggly and drunk, and then the next morning she wakes up and she pieces the fuck out, and Lee wakes up alone, and he's like, "What the hell?" And he stumbles back uh, with uh, you know his his clothes all a mess and like the, the sex hair happening and whatnot, and uh, <laughs> he runs this to to his dad. He's doing a little little wake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the news? Starbuck tied the knot. And Lee's just like... <laughs> I thought he Meanwhile, Adama's like, I gotta go listen to this sublime record. <laughs> <laughs> he just takes a look at Lee. He's like, you all right? <laughs> it just watches Lee have like a total meltdown in front of him and then just stumble off. you need off. to go hang out in the chill out tent? Gotta listen to Santeria. It'll change your life, man. <laughs> he just stumbles off and Adam is just like, fuck is wrong with that boy? 
<laughs> I really do love this Adama. <laughs> so Lee goes uh, stumbling up to a, you know, happy, freshly married Lee, not Lee, uh, Sam and, and Kara. And Sam's like, hey, buddy, ah, we got married. Isn't that great? And Lee's just like, yeah. He's like, Bleh. People get married. I guess they do that. That's a thing. Right, Kara? <laughs> they're, all, they're just all such children. Like, I think that's what it is for me. This feels mm-hmm. very, like, high school. Like, when when Sam and Starbuck come up to Lee and Dee much earlier, when they decide to go to the thing, the two mm-hmm. of them are being so... Like, they remind me of, like... Um, Ryder Strong and um, Ethan Supley in uh, Boy Meets World. Like, I feel like the two of them could be wearing, like, trench coats and just, like, kind of being, like, they just feel like (laughs) high school bullies to me, the way they're, like, oh, fucking, and then the way she, like, snatches D up and is, like, yeah, I don't know. They're just such Mm. assholes, both of them. Let's go get drunk. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And, yeah, like... They they have played up this this tension and this will they won't they between Lee and Starbuck for you know three seasons now, and we know that there's something there, but there's not, and then and then there is, and they don't want to admit it, and then they do, and like it it, it definitely it is as weird and gross and shitty as it is, like this feels like a natural progression for Lee's character to me, and I don't want that to be the case. But it feels like it, uh, and is like to, to have him finally be like, "All right, I'm just gonna go for it." Like, <laughs> God damn it, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna shoot my shot and have her be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna marry this guy now." Like, it's yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, <laughs> it's certainly awkward. It does explain the wet blanketedness of Lee. Moving forward, though. Yeah, right there. You okay? Mm-hmm. Look like it hurt. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm just not, keep going. That's not your podcast in hand, is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh no! Um, It'll never sound the same. I know. <laughs> My career is over. <laughs> so, of course. This culminates in, you know, the like the Admiral gives his his speech at the the big boxing event after uh, letting the the chief beat the shit out of him. Who he calls fat uh, ass. I I know. I'm sorry. I hate to keep interrupting. No, I don't. I I don't. No, you don't. You're is, not sorry at all. <laughs> I wish that I couldn't. That it could contain what contain contain. I now do, I'm interrupting I do, myself, so it's fine. I do. I'm gonna interrupt you. Um, I do want to tell you. <laughs> well, hold that on. I just I have. Let me just. I hate to interrupt well, okay, you, but I want. But, Mm, but I, but I think I need see, to get this out. Okay, but if I could just interject here for a second. Um, he doesn't call Chief fat ass. He says, Chief, get your fat, lazy ass in the ring. Oh, that is different. That it's a actually, little different. It it's is. a little different. He calls Lee fat ass, right? Or he no, he tells Lee to get his fat ass I don't know. Out of his. But either way. This, Adama body shames a bit. He, he does. really does. And, not to body shame Adama, but, like, he's got no business body shaming anyone. I'm sorry. It's, well, it's hurt people hurt people. So I know that that's why he does it. He's feeling insecure in his old age. That's but like, fair. I feel like Adama's earned his dad bod, though. 
I, oh, without a doubt. I'm just saying I'm, that, like, Lee and Tyrrell haven't earned it. their dad bods yet. <laughs> that's, that's I'm just problem. saying, pot kettle, you know, <laughs> pot kettle fat. Um, <laughs> pot kettle fat, exactly. But also, it's cheap. It's like the crock pot calling the, the Dutch oven fat. Right? Am I right? Am I right, like, people? Uh, it's just like that. But, like, also, I know. And hey, what's the deal with airplane food? <laughs> Why don't they just make the plane out of the box? Like, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> um, who am I and where are we and who, what was like, oh, Lee's, like, they use prosthetics. They hired a body double. Is Chief fat? <laughs> like, I mean, he's not skinny, but I, he's not, I wouldn't say he's fat. Is he 2004 yeah. fat? And we're just so far away from it that, like... We've just progressed enough. That, like, I do like that this does feel out of character. Like, I do think fat shaming is something in media that has, it's obviously not gone away because it's never going to, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that this does stick out to me so much when it probably wouldn't have in 2004 is. Like, I was yeah. rewatching The Lost Pilot recently, and Hurley, I just sneaked us right into the uh, Andrea's Lost Corner. I put a little stank on that one. But um, I did. Uh, Hurley's first job on the island is to feed everybody. Like, it's. Like, from Hurley's, his own flesh? <laughs> he's the big guy. On the show, and the first thing he does is go around and like gather up. It's not the first thing, but like he's the one feeding everybody. Like he's, of course, the big guy is the one who's most concerned with food. It's like that kind of thing, and I feel like you mm. don't see that kind of thing quite as much these days, which is good. So anyway, Lee gets his fat lazy ass into the ring, or Chief does. So, Chief, yeah. Does. So uh, Adama calls out uh, Tyrrell after the you know the the incident over the, you know the Viper and and uh, Tyrrell's flippant response to that, and uh, <clears throat> Adama fully doesn't expect to win this fight, but he he goes in to prove a point. Like the chief gets in the ring, he's like not taking it seriously. He's like, ah, he's not gonna like, ah, it's gonna be. He's an old man. It's not. And then like almost gets the shit beat out of him. Like in the first couple of hits, like Adama pulls no punches, uh, and literally, like, yeah, <laughs> the literally, uh, and he Adama goads him. He's like, like, is this how you uh, is this how you respond to your your enemies? Is this how you fight a real threat? And uh, like just like keeps goading him until the chief like. Actually, un- unle- like unleashes on him. Listeners, yes! you'll hear the joy in Caleb and Kitsy's voices because they both did something terrible that I had to cut from the podcast. But I want you to hear in their tone that you should be judging them for what you don't know they just said. The Tyrrell Sunrise this far Special. In the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I remembered what uh, Colony Tyrrell was from. I was like, you know, is, is, he, he, if, is, is he from Toron? Because it'd be like the, the old Toron cup of coffee. Caprica Sunrise. The old Geminon breakfast Jeez. special. <laughs> the thing is, is uh, that it's so hard for... it's. I know I have said more than once on this podcast that I'm a pacifist, and that is true f- for the most part. There are 
like Lee and Starbuck are evenly matched. I'm happy to watch the two of them go <laughs> go at it in whatever <laughs> way they want to go at it. I'm happy to watch. Yeah. But it is not the same thing to watch uh Tyrell just wail on Adama. It does not feel and I know it's not supposed to feel good. Like I know that that's what's happening here, but it just the payoff doesn't feel like enough for this to be well, worth it to me. So they make it to a round break and uh, Adama goes to his corner and Rosalind goes full on like fight coach. Cause like, <laughs> she's like, you know, my, my, my daddy loved the fights and I loved my daddy. So I learned to love the fights. And she's like, you know, you got to watch out for, for his, you know, his hook or whatever. And like, this is what you got to do if you want to win. And he's like, I'm not going to win this. And I was just like, Oh, Oh, it's lesson time. Yeah, right. Which <laughs> the, makes this, it, yeah, that makes more sense than him actually getting in the ring to fight somebody. Just this is how this is how Daddy teaches a lesson, and it's not <laughs> going to be with his fists necessarily. Uh, and yeah, he he gets the the, the shit beat out of him, and you know, they they call the fight, and this is you know, Adama gives his whole speech about you know, I, I let you all get too close. Uh, I let my guard down. I let this family drift apart. This crew break up, and that can't happen again. And yeah, the, everyone's just like, "Well, so I let back to work." <laughs> pound me into dust. Like I don't under. I just like I know what they think they're trying to do, but it just didn't work for me. I don't understand. Well, especially. It's too- it's twofold. It's one, like he specifically calls out Tyrrell because he like in the midst of the, this grudge fighting, which like he even like makes the joke to, to Rosalind. He's like, she's like, aren't you going to participate? He's like, no, I wish. Uh, so, you know, he's got a lot of things to work through, but like <laughs> he's, he's maintaining his air of professionalism. And as like, you know, the, the granddaddy of the ship, uh, but he gets like legitimately pissed at Tyrrell. He's like, okay, we're going to do this. But when Tyrrell, like, in addition to not taking his order to fix the Viper seriously, also doesn't take the fight seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he sees all these grudge matches playing out and, like, all this shit is just really weighing on his head. And, like, you get this, like, we don't get a ton of glimpses into what's going on in the, in the mind of Bill Adama. But, like, he puts it right out there, like, this, we did this, we needed this. This is done. We got to focus on our fucking jobs now. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. I think I, I don't know why Adama had to have his... Because, so, Caleb, I'm with you on the, like, Tyrrell fucked up in... Or not fucked up, but Adama, like having this these these like negative feelings about Tyrell and that's why he's the one he pulls into the ring. But then like what I would have liked to have seen the old man like hold his own and have the two of them really because the lesson then of like I got too close so I let Tyrell like again pound me into dust. So to prove the point that I let them get too close, like that's, I think it's more like he, we see early on, like he, he's a, he's a strong person and he's a skillful fighter and like he, like he gets his, his punches in early. Um, I think really 
the the lesson that he's trying to get them to take away is specifically when the chief doesn't take it seriously. Like, and he he says, uh, "Let me let me find this the uh, the speech because it's pretty good." Um, when you stand on this deck, you'd be ready to fight or you dishonor the reason we're here. Now remember this. When you fight a man, he's not your friend. Same goes when you lead men. I forgot that once. I let you get too close. All of you. I dropped my guard. I gave some of you breaks. Let some of you go before the fight was really over. I let this crew and this family disband, and we paid the price in lives. That can't happen again. So the whole point that he's making is like, we lost sight. We lost focus. We... Like, we didn't take things seriously, and we, we weren't ready to, to, like, really fight the fight. Mm-hmm. And we paid for it. And, you know, it, it shouldn't have come to this moment in the ring, but it did. And now, and then he like, pointed to his face, and he's like, see? And the wounds are symbolic <laughs> of the thing I just said. You get it? Huh? You it's get like it? It's like a metaphor. What's a metaphor? <laughs> and I just love, like, he just walks over to Rosalind. Madam President. <laughs> she escorts him out. <laughs> He's like, you want to go get high? Yes. Got any, more, any more space weed? <laughs> uh, and of course, as everyone's packing it up to leave, uh, Starbuck is very disappointed because she hasn't had her chance to fight Lee yet. And so she, she calls him out and he's like, look, we're done. It's over. And like, this, this is over. This is nothing. And she goads him and goads him and he just fucking hauls off and punches her. And they get back in the ring and they fight. And they beat the shit out of each other for See, now. a long time. Mm-hmm. And and in a, uh, a traditional boxer's embrace, crying <laughs> in each other's arms about how they missed each other. And all is forgiven. And based on that, uh, Anders, who uh, has had gotten his hopes up that he's getting his wife back because they fucked a couple more times... <clears throat> And he's like, oh, I guess that's not happening. And <laughs> Dee's just like, <clears throat> just glaring daggers the whole time. She, I really, I don't know what else I would have wanted. For, I mean, I do know what else I would have wanted from her. And it's to say, no, I'm not going to fucking marry you, you idiot, months ago. But, so we can't have that. But her, I just hate what they've done with her character. I hate how wrapped up. Her character's, like, happiness is in Lee, in what Lee decides to do with Starbuck. Like, she's just waiting for Lee to either say, like, I'm leaving you for Starbuck or I'm not. And she's just going to take whatever that is. And she gives that fucking speech. This is what I hate about this episode more than anything. She gives that speech and she says some bullshit, like, um, about the kid beating her up on the way home, and it wasn't because he didn't like her, and that's when she learned that the other side of... Did you not get this speech, Caleb? No, this is you from the extended my, cut, this so is why. please go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you got the... You, thank God, didn't have to watch the two worst parts of this, which are these two scenes, and she says, like, <laughs> but I learned very quickly that the other side of love is hate, or the other side of hate is passion, and I just hate that messaging. I hate it so, mm-hmm. so, so much. I hate the idea that because... It, two people who are attracted to each other have a difficult relationship. That means that it's like l- love, I guess. Like it's so like just because Lee and Starbuck want to beat the shit out of each other. And again, I'm fine with that. 
does not mean that the two of them should be together. And it also, that Lee treats D like shit is also not a good reason. Like, it mm-hmm. just, I hate it. I hate everything about it. Yeah. The show should be better than that moment. It will be. It fucking better be. <laughs> Caleb's thinking, Caleb's, will it be? Well, no, I'm, I'm mostly thinking, like, is it that the show should be should be better than that, or that at this point in the show we shouldn't be expecting better from these characters? I, I'm with you with Lee and Starbuck. You're like, ah, oh, that was good, wasn't it? That was good, Caleb. That was good. <laughs> the speech D is giving, though, I don't get the impression that it's the writers trying to tell us that D is misinformed about something. I think that's the writers trying to explain to us why we should be rooting for Lee and Starbuck, even though their relationship sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and that's frustrating to me. In in that case, like, well, I, I think that the, the proposal on the, the Raptor would have made sense to leave in for the overall context uh, of D and, Duel, or D and Lee's relationship. Lee and Duella, whatever, words. Uh, for that context, I think that that would have made sense. I'm glad that that other scene was cut out. Yeah. Because, no, I, I don't think you're supposed to walk away from this, be like, oh, those crazy kids, mm-hmm. they finally got together. Uh, it's I, I In my opinion, like, whenever I see this, it's like, well, yeah, this was going to happen, but, like, should it have? Right, right. Did did Was it inevitable? Did it have to? Or was it just... it? This is just scientists where, were so we preoccupied up. with blowing up they could. They never stopped to think if they should. <laughs> where is Balzar? Nah, oh, he's, he's still on the the base that's star, right? Uh, and as far Baltar as the colonials know, he's he's helping the Cylons. That's right. Uh, star, ba- base, <laughs> base star. Hey, now you're a base star. <laughs> Get the Cylons. Uh-huh. Go raid. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, now you're a Baltar. <laughs> this is all this is all I care about now for the rest of my life. This is it. Uh, Kitsy didn't think that we'd be able to make a full length episode out of this. Like, this is going to be edit, short because there's nothing to talk about. The edit uh, has yet to be seen. Oh, I'm we, not. We, I'm not cutting the thing out a once except for that horrendous thing y'all said about three quarters of the way through. But every oh, which, other which thing was that? Don't which you thing? try to trick me? You talk, talk about the old Irish coffee. <laughs> oh <my God. sighs> Let's go ahead and spool up those jump drives, huh? That's such a good idea, Kitsy. I thought you would never ask. <laughs> so. Wait, I do we, have one question. Am I in for happier days? Did we watch? Oh my god, I'm so my brain. We didn't. Because this is the episode. Whatever it we is, watched. no. <laughs> like I was like, did we watch the next episode yet? Why would we have done yeah, that? No. We'll watch it Saturday. Um uh after Left of the Dial Live. Oh, what's oh, that? Fuck me. This next one is gonna be mm, okay. Um so uh oh. That we 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 skipped this last week, and there wasn't really oh. anything new or interesting that happened this week. So, like, just from what you've seen so far, like roughly almost halfway through the the season, thoughts, impressions, theories, feelings that you uh, haven't been able to get out yet. Yes. Thoughts and prayers. All of thoughts the above. and prayers. Well, it depends. So, if we're pretending, if the show is operating with those two D scenes as if they are not existing in this universe, I'm not sure. 
Um, I think we're going to get some more Lee and Starbuck fuckery that is going to make me angry. Um, Starbuckery? Yep. (laughs) I've said before that I'm concerned about D, um, and this is just weighing on that more. Like, there's just something, there's some, like, like, I don't even know what the word is, but there's something, like, malignant that follows her around that I can't quite put my finger on. Um, Mm. And the wind is blowing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so... But but again, those scenes didn't actually make it into the edit, so I can't say for sure what what I think about that. Um, I think we are gearing up. This I don't actually think this. I want it to be true, so I'm just kind of making it like the secret. This is how we got Eve Six. This is how I'm getting the next Cylon reveal, which is I think the next episode I'm going to find out who new Cylon is. Am I? <gasps> Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember so. Listeners, Good. real quick, left of the dial dot live. I don't, I didn't. Are we, are we plugging left of the dial live? I, I just, it? I think we should. I don't have anything planned for it. So all I said was left of the dial dot live. Just go but there. You'll figure out what it is. It's great. This, it's uh, so good. This episode will air on. Kay- right uh, after Kaylee. Tuesday the 4th. So yeah, you will have, uh, if you're listening to this, well, the day that it airs, you will have just missed. Uh, our dear friend Kaylee Goldsworthy doing her live performance, uh, but you can always uh, go so to. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> it was very good. Um, you can always go to Left of the Dial Live though, because that's the, the Left of the Dial Live YouTube channel where you can watch uh, videos from the the performances as they get uh, edited and posted, and you don't have so to miss good. out. But yeah, check that out. It's fun if you like music, which I do. I don't. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, I think it's fine. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna spool up the FTL drives and jump the fuck away from this episode so that uh, Kitsy and Andrea Thank can Christ. get a can get a palate cleanser and Kitsy can can stop being so angry about we built this city. Uh, and I will never stop doing that. We will see you next week at the rendezvous point. So say we all. I said it earlier, so I'm already good. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's not. That's going to screw up my edit. So say we all. We built this city. <laughs> what if I just never say it and then so say it? Then the say podcast it! never ends. Sign your name. <laughs> so Sign say your name. So say, so say we all. Don't you remember? We didn't jump prep. We're leaving. But we'll be back. Your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. And they are there. He shows them what he showed Callie a few seasons ago. Oh my god. Even I didn't think to go there. Yeesh. I should have. Um. He he gave Adama the old Callie Henderson oh Tyrrell treatment. God. Gave him the the old uh, Tyrrell wake up call. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>